0: This is the Hack Your Wealth podcast, episode number six. Welcome to the Hack Your Wealth podcast, where we teach wealth building hacks for lawyers, engineers, and MBAs. I'm your host, Andrew Chen. All right, wealth hacking friends, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the 2020 changes in the tax brackets and retirement contribution limits that you should be aware of for next year. Every year, like clockwork, there are updates that are made to the federal tax brackets and retirement contribution limits. And these changes are typically published in the last three months of the year. And like clockwork, the IRS has recently published next year's tax updates. You should pay attention to this because this is by far going to be the biggest expense in your life. So it's worth taking a few moments to understand what the changes are and think about where you might likely land next year in terms of tax brackets to consider whether there are any optimizations you can do like adjusting your retirement contributions or any other strategies you could pursue to help make your tax profile more efficient. So we're going to cover today the most important changes to the tax system that you need to know for next year and that's going to include changes to the federal income tax brackets, the standard deduction, the alternative minimum tax, capital gains tax rates, retirement contribution limits, as well as miscellaneous updates related to state and local taxes, mortgage interest deduction, the child tax credit, the estate tax, the foreign earned income exclusion, and the Section 199A special deduction. So that's our agenda. But before we jump straight into the meat of the episode, I want to first highlight that on the show notes page for this episode, which you can access at hackyourwealth.com/6, you can find a quick and easy summary of this episode along with detailed easy to follow tables which can sometimes be hard to visualize if you're just hearing me talk about them through this podcast. So, I definitely encourage you to go check that out hackyourwealth.com/6. Also, as always, I want to invite you to join the private Hack Your Wealth Facebook group. It's a way for us to connect and have a two-way dialogue. I am in there every day, multiple times a day, responding to every comment and question. And it's a place where members can ask about financial independence, early retirement, tax strategies, real estate investing, side business income, online business income, career switches, or just advice on any personal finance matter that's on their mind. So definitely encourage you to check that out. You can access that, as always, hackyourwealth.com FB. Okay, on to today's subscriber review. Today's review comes from ATC43, who simply writes, you provide excellent information and suggestions. It's impressive. Well, thank you ATC43 for your kind words, short and sweet and to the point, my kind of style, and so glad to hear you are getting value from the podcast. And to all other listeners, if you are enjoying the podcast and you're getting value from it, please consider writing a review for the podcast. It helps us get visibility in iTunes and Spotify and helps other people who are looking for this type of content to find us. So, appreciate it if you could take a minute and help us write a review. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. All right, on with the show. Okay, the first thing to talk about are the changes to the regular federal income tax brackets. And here, thankfully, there are no major changes for next year other than your regular inflation adjustments, which happen every year. So in each tax bracket, there are seven of them. Uh, Now the ranges of income that determine which tax bracket you fall into, all increase a little bit as they do every year. So that's true for single filers, married filing joint, filing separately, head of household, and taxable trusts and estates. So you can look at the detailed tables, again, at the show notes page, hackyourwealth.com six. I'm not going to walk through a line by line explanation of each of the tables because you can just very quickly see them for yourself on the show notes page. I encourage you to check that out. So that's the federal income tax brackets. When it comes to the standard deduction, the deduction amounts have all increased for next year modestly. So for single filers, they move from $12,200 per taxpayer in 2019 to $12,400 in 2020. For married filing joint, They moved from $24,400 in 2019, increasing to $24,800 in 2020. Married filing separately is the same amount as the single filer, and the head of household deduction amount is a little bit higher than the single filer. It is $18,650 in 2020, up from $18,350 in 2019. Remember also, ever since 2018, when the new tax reform bill, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, was passed into law, there is now no more personal exemption. You only have the standard deduction, no more personal exemption. For the alternative minimum tax, which is the parallel tax regime that sits alongside the federal income tax brackets, remember you always pay the higher of the two, the exemption amounts that everybody gets, which is kind of the equivalent of the standard deduction under the AMT regime, under the alternative minimum tax regime, it's like their concept of the standard deduction, those exemption amounts all increase year over a year. So for single filers, they increase from $71,700 exemption in 2019 to $72,900 in 2020. For married filing joint, they increased from $111,700 in 2019 to $113,400 in 2020. Uh, the amounts for married filing separately and trusts and estates also increase. You can get the details for those at the show notes page uh, in detailed tables that I've laid out there. The exemption phase-out for the alternative minimum tax also increases, the exemption phase-out is the point after which your alternative minimum taxable income is too high so that you start to get your exemption phased out. So when you start to make a lot of money under the alternative minimum tax system, your standard deduction equivalent amount, which is your AMT exemption, that will start to get phased out at a rate of $0.25 cents per dollar above and beyond the threshold, the phase-out threshold. So that threshold for single filers is increasing from $510,300 in 2019 to $518,400 in 2020. Married filing joint is basically double that. It's a little bit over a million, a $1 million, $20,600 in 2019 increasing to $1,036,800 in 2020. $1,036,800 in 2020. So that is the phase-out threshold beyond which your AMT exemption begins to phase-out. There are also numbers for married filing separately and trust and estates. I encourage you to go to the show notes page to get those details. I just don't want to overwhelm you too much with uh, so many numbers. Let's also talk a little bit about capital gains tax rates. Here, there are three brackets for long-term capital gains and qualified dividends. There is a 0% rate, which is the most interesting one always. There's a 15% rate and a 20% rate. All of the taxable income amounts all increase next year for each of these tax brackets, just as they do under the federal regular ordinary income tax brackets, And the one that is most interesting is the 0% tax bracket because obviously it means those capital gains and qualified dividends are tax-free. So those taxable income amounts all increase next year. For single filers, you can now have $40,000 of taxable income before you have to start paying any capital gains taxes. For married filing joint, it's double that amount. You can now have up to $80,000 in taxable income ...before you have to pay any capital gains taxes. That means if your taxable income falls below those thresholds... ...then you will pay 0% tax rate on any long-term capital gains and qualified dividends. It's a very big incentive to do some tax optimization there. Remember, taxable income in this context means it is after any adjustments... ...such as retirement account contributions, which never get included in your taxable income and it's after any deductions, such as the standard deduction. This means that you can actually earn over six figures in total income when you're married filing joint and actually pay zero taxes. Later on in a future episode, I'm going to do a deep dive explanation on exactly how this works, because it sounds too good to be true, right? That a married filing joint couple can earn over six figures and legally have zero tax liability. So I I will do a future episode where we deep dive on that. In the meantime, I also want to encourage you to run your own scenarios and test out your own numbers yourself. There is a free tool that you can use called TurboTax Tax Caster. It is an online tool, sort of like TurboTax, where you answer some questions and punch in some numbers, and you can actually test out and run your own scenarios to verify that your tax liability really will be zero if you fall within these thresholds that I just mentioned. So you can definitely check that out and play around with the numbers yourself. I will leave a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, let's move on to retirement account contribution limits as well as HSA contribution limits and related matters. These limits pretty much all increase in 2020. So importantly, the 401k... 403B, 457 plan, all of these related plans. In 2019, the contribution limit was $19,000, and they are all increasing to $19,500 in 2020. The catch-up contribution for all these plans also increased from $6,000 to $6,500. But you should note that the regular IRA and Roth IRA plans, those contribution limits actually don't change next year. So they stay at $6,000 just as they were this year, and the catch-up contribution for IRAs and Roth IRAs stay at $1,000, same as this year. The maximum contribution that you can put into a 401k and a 403b and 457, all those related family of plans, increases from $56,000 in 2019 To $57,000 in 2020. Not all 401k or company sponsored plans will have the option or mechanism to contribute beyond the $19,500 pre-tax limit. But if your plan does have the option to go above and beyond that, just know that you can contribute up to $57,000 next year. And if your company plan does offer that, it is a really good opportunity to turbocharge your wealth building using retirement accounts. And remember, from $19,500 through $57,000, the main strategy you should pursue is contributing after-tax money to your regular 401k or your other plan, and then do an automatic Roth conversion to its Roth counterpart. So a Roth 401k and so on. Okay, when it comes to HSAs, again, health savings accounts, these by far have the best and most tax-efficient profile of any investment account out there. It's even better than the Roth IRA, and if I could use my HSA more or contribute more, I would do that all day. And thankfully, next year, the contribution limit for the HSA does increase a little bit from $3,500 in 2019 to $3,550 in 2020. The downside is that the minimum annual deductible for an HSA high deductible health plan, which you must have if you are going to have an HSA, you are required to also have a high deductible health plan, the deductible amount also increases from $1,350 to $1,400. So that deductible amount does increase. That's for individuals. The $1,400 high deductible amount for next year applies to individuals. For families, if you are on a family high deductible health plan, then the annual deductible increases from $2,700 in 2019 to $2,800 in 2020. So that's basically double the individual deductible amount. However, the family HSA option allows you to put in more money into your HSA, and it increases from $7,500 in 2019 to $7,100 in 2020. So that's also double the individual HSA contribution limit. So basically, the individual HSA contribution limit and the uh, deductible amount for a high-deductible health plan for individuals, uh, gets doubled for families on both sides. So the family HSA contribution limit is double the individual, and the deductible amount is double the individual amount as well. The maximum annual out-of-pocket limit for the HSA high-deductible health plan for an individual also increases... And it increases from $6,750 to $6,900 in 2020. And for families, it is double that amount. The family max out-of-pocket limit for the high-deductible health plan increases from $13,500 to $13,800. So again, simply double the individual amount. The income limits for Roth IRA contributions as well as tax deductibility of regular IRA contributions, also change a little bit next year. Uh, I would just encourage you to go to the show notes page to see the chart breakdowns. There, it's a little bit complicated to explain on a podcast, so just go to the show notes pages. Hackyourwealth.com/six. Okay, lastly, I want to cover a few miscellaneous updates. First, state and local taxes, which includes property taxes remain capped at $10,000 per tax return. This obviously is not as good news for more expensive coastal cities where property taxes and state and local taxes will likely be more significant. The mortgage interest deduction also remains capped at $750,000 in acquisition mortgage size. So, that is, the mortgage must be used to buy, build, or improve a home. And remember that you can only deduct mortgage interest at all if you itemize your deductions, which relatively few people will do now because the standard deduction has been increased so dramatically over the last couple of years. The child tax credit stays also at $2,000 per child. And if you don't have enough tax liability to get that credit, you can get up to a $1,400 refund, which, like many of these things, also gets phased out as your income gets very high. The estate tax exemption amount increases. This is going to affect very few people, less than 1% of the population. But ever since 2018, the estate tax amount has doubled essentially. So last year in 2019, it was $11,400,000 per person. And in 2020, it increases to $11,580,000 per person, which means that's basically how large your estate can be before the estate tax kicks in at all. If your estate is less than those amounts or or that amount, then the estate tax doesn't apply to you at all. You will not be taxed. The foreign earned income exclusion applies to people living abroad. And in 2020, that exclusion amount also is going to increase. It increases to $107,600 which is up from $105,900 in 2019. I wrote a detailed post on how to take advantage of the foreign earned income exclusion earlier on the Hack Your Wealth blog, so I definitely encourage you to check that out. I will also link to that in the show notes as well. Lastly, the Section 199A Special Business Deduction, which allows you to take up to a 20% deduction from qualified business income also gets adjusted in terms of the phase outs where that deduction begins to get phased out and basically the amounts all increase a little bit just as all these other you know rates and thresholds all increase i won't jump into the details on you know exactly what the numbers are for the increase but i do have a helpful chart in the show notes page that summarizes how the phase-out amounts increase from last year to this year. I also wrote an in-depth post on how the Section 199A deduction works and how the major changes from the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which passed a couple of years ago, affect you as a taxpayer, especially if you are contemplating early retirement. So I definitely encourage you also to check out that blog post, which I will also link into the show notes. Okay, so those are the major changes to next year's tax brackets and contribution limits. The main takeaway is that there were no major structural changes as there were in 2018. However, all of the rates and thresholds and phase-out levels all increased a little bit, mostly with inflation, but not everything increases. So again, remember things like The Roth IRA and regular IRA contribution limits stayed the same, while many other things did increase commensurate with inflation. All right, that's pretty much it for this episode, short and sweet. Hopefully you can use this information to do a little bit of tax planning and maybe even some optimization for next year. If you like this episode, please hit that subscribe button to get new episodes automatically sent to you. And please take 30 seconds to go to iTunes, leave a podcast review for me. It does help to support this podcast, and i really appreciate it if you could take just a minute to leave an honest review. As always, I will leave a link to that in the show notes so you can write one directly on your device or laptop on iTunes. Each week on the show, I'm going to call out a subscriber review, thank them personally for posting. So please take a minute to review, and I would love to thank you personally on the show on the air to my audience. Thanks for tuning in. Next week, I'm going to be talking about the role of luck when it comes to financial independence. It'll have some interesting insights on how important luck is when it comes to achieving financial independence, as well as building massive wealth. So I encourage you to stay tuned next week because I think you'll find it insightful. All right. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Hack Your Wealth podcast with Andrew Chen. If you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes and check out hackyourwealth.com for all our latest content.